their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, um, um. Let's go diesel. Um. Good afternoon. Welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Corey Gassaway and Cliff and Wapong. Fellas, what's going on? Ready for week three, man. Just trying to see if the team can uh, keep it going from Sunday. Yeah, keep the momentum going. But we'll see. Does Kirk, does Kirk <laughs> have it? <laughs> I, you know what? I was about to take a shot at Kirk, but I won't do it. I will not I will not start the show like that. My apologies. You cannot Kirk's start hands. the show like that. I'm got to do it. You got to be nicer to Kirk. You got, <laughs> you got some criticism for our... <laughs> Yeah, we, for our Kirk talk, people were very upset, man. Yeah, people are catching on. The, the word is out. The dudes from the <laughs> Fifty Gut Blog podcast are, are anti-Kirk forever, but uh, that's not the case. We'll try to be nicer. We'll try to not be nicer. even anti-Kirk. I just don't think the guy's good. Like, what do you want from me? It's not I'm my just, fault. I'm just anti-bum. Yeah, like I just want a good quarterback. I'm sorry. That's How it. dare I? How dare I want the best for my team? Well, uh, some other don't see it like that, but. That's neither here nor there. Hmm. We we can only we can only handle our own feelings on this podcast. You don't like what we're saying? Hey, start your own podcast. But Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna talk about the upcoming Sunday night matchup with the Oakland Raiders. Their first their first trip to DC since November twentieth, two thousand and five. Before we get to that, speaking of quarterbacks that everybody loves to talk about, our beloved RG three was in the news again this week. Uh, Former wide receiver Santana Moss mentioned that RG3 was gloating after Mike Shanahan got fired from the Redskins. Of course, RG3 had to clap back on Twitter. No subtweeting needed. Santana Moss, I treated you like a brother and I always have had your back. To openly lie to me is a betrayal. Santana Moss's response, he came out today and said something about an aura. His aura changed uh, it, all around, just a very convoluted and, and strange story. Guys, what's going on? The same old. Typical nonsense out of Redskins Park. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Standard How procedure. And, and everybody just like took it and ran with it immediately after it was said. It was like a, immediately a story. And of course, Griff had to clap back. What's Griff isn't even in the NFL. Not on anyone's team. It's like, why am I being talked about? I don't play there anymore. Going and on three years now. Going on three years, and, he, and he's brought up by a certain station on a regular basis, and it's always to trash him. And Griff has never said anything. Not he's, never, word. he's never given like a one-on-one interview to like air out stuff. Nothing. I will give he, you that. He's He has taken the high road. I... I don't know if I even remember one interview he's given where he's spoken about Shanahan or the Redskins or Daniel Snyder since he's been gone from Washington, D.C. He has really been a class act. Well, class act isn't the right word because, you know what, never mind. But either way. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just let it ride? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll save that for the infidelity podcast. But anyway, 
he, yeah, he, he no, hasn't listen, been speaking listen, on the Redskins. Listen, you know what's weird is when, because you know me, when I see stuff like that, I like to pop in the benches to see what people are saying. And every response to everything he tweeted was, what about when you cheat on your wife? Like, what is, come on. Trolls are going to troll. Trolls are going to troll. That's it's it's like for for example every time somebody tweets at Britt McHenry they have to bring up the hey remember when you cussed out a parking lot attendant it's just that's what trolls do they troll hey hey first of all well she's a jackass that was unacceptable behavior of course it was infidelity happens I'm not condoning it I'm just saying it happens. Yelling at a part like that was ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it was of course. Like, I'm so not call for it. It, it, it used to be reminded not... of it every time. Of <laughs> course, it's I'm apples concerned. to oranges comparison. It's not the same thing. I'm just saying the trolls, they, they go for the obvious low blow, blow, and they'll use it anytime it's convenient for them to use it. Pretty much. Not true. Thing. I don't know if you guys saw the Eddie Lacy story. About his weight. About his weight. Like, he was talking <laughs> about how he could just tweet anything. And someone mm-hmm. hop in his mentions and tell him that he's fat. Yo, people on there's a part of Twitter that these people are just like they're trifling. Yep, like for real, people are trife, man. Mm. Wouldn't speak to Eddie Lacy like that in the streets. <laughs> Wouldn't say one word. <laughs> Would not say a word. Of course not. That's why I like when people like KD claps back at at fans and everybody knows about KD's uh, indiscretions on Twitter. This past week, I guess he had a, a ghost account where he was using it to just uh, pr- pretty much be lame on Twitter and, and talk trash about his former teammates and coach. But I, I think it's refreshing when people clap back. Hey, you would never hop out from behind this keyboard and say this to my face. But you can have this Twitter fingers and, and talk shit about me and mine's from behind a keyboard in your mama's basement. That's, so. that's, the, that's the era we're living in now, man. Social media bullies, these Twitter, Twitter stars. Now, what KD was doing was lame. Oh, yeah, that's, no, no. I, that's lame. We, we're that, we're that, not saying it wasn't. It was very absurd. lame. But at least he claps back at fans who, or maybe not fans, but claps back at people uh, who want to hop in his mentions and be reckless. Yeah, under a different name. <laughs> <laughs> like, what could be lamer than that? KD, why are you taking the time to do that, bro? Just frying from your own account. You've been doing it all this time. Come on, man. Be bigger than that. Right. Right. Well, anyways, uh, Griffin, look. He needs to stop being disgusted around here. We need to move on. Mm-hmm. This is like the friend who has been with that girl or guy. They break up. It's three years later. They're still talking about their ex. <laughs> Even though they have a new girlfriend or boyfriend. You need to move on. Maybe you need a therapist to figure out why it is you keep talking about this person. But clearly, you need to start the process of moving on because you have it. There's just a serious obsession with him in this area, man, from the media to the fans. Even the people that say they hate him, they still love to talk about him. It's just I I, I don't don't understand it. Well, to be fair, to continue the relationship analogy, to be fair, Griff was our first when you think about it. No doubt. he, He really was our first. And for some people, they just can't forget their first. No doubt. They can't do it. No doubt. I'm just a little more disappointed in Santana. Like, I mean, you're like one of the greatest Redskins that I've ever watched. And you're talking about Robert Griffin after a win in Los Angeles. Like, you have just a lot more things to talk about than Robert Griffin right now. And whatever he did with Mike Shanahan. Like, be, be better than that. I don't, have con- this, I don't I think have there was some context to it. There was some context as to why he was bringing it up. 
I just don't understand why you even, would even mention his name. Because you already know what it's going to turn into. But then again, Santana also has a new radio show and a new TV show, so he's probably trying to get a, get his name out there. I don't have nah. a, a big a problem with him bringing up Griff because, like Corey just mentioned, he has a TV show, he has a radio show, and they need content. They need things to talk about just like we need things to talk about on this podcast. I have a problem with, with the lie because at this point it kind of seems like he backtracked and reneged on what he said and said mm-hmm. that, oh, maybe he wasn't gloating. It was a different aura. And now you just you lost all your credibility but see, because... But see, he didn't say gloating. Chad Duke said gloating. Oh, so 106... Tw- oh, they twisted it. One other thing they twisted it. It's that Santana really never said... The, that Like, he never said Griffin was gloating, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. He insinuated that Griffin was happy that Shanahan got fired and that Griffin made it known that he was happy this happened. It was Dukes who then said the gloating part. Mm. Santana just didn't disagree with it. But then he had the backtrack because Griffin's like, you're lying. Right? Like, gr- like gloating is a very obvious thing when someone does it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then Santana starts talking about auras and, you know, sound like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> His aura. <laughs> Is aura changed? What are you? So all of Twitter was flipping out over an aura. Is that really what's going? I feel mm. bad for Griff, man, because no one imagined this is where he would be. Never five years ago. Never posting videos of him killing some some accountants and pick up basketball. Um. I think it was Michael Bennett or Martellus Bennett. It was one of the two brothers. Said about Griff, he subtweeted him and was like, RG3, RG3 I heard killing in the Viagra League. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> God damn. damn. I feel bad for the guy in a way. Oh, man. But, I mean, and obviously he's not without his faults when he was here. Absolutely. But they ruined his career, the Shanahan's. They ruined him physically and then completely trashed him to the Washington Post through anonymous quotes on a daily basis. That daily season, daily basis. It was it got out of hand. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I he should have gloated. These people tried to end my career and my, d- destroy my character. So I'm okay I've, with it. If he did gloat, more power to you, brother. You know what is ridiculous? Now that we're thinking, I'm thinking about it. Has there ever been another team outside of maybe Corey's New York Knicks where there's so much contention between, between <laughs> members of the front office and the coaching staff, the general manager, the players? It's like nobody can get along. I mean, how is this franchise supposed to, to flourish well, and everybody Knicks, in, in, in the building hate each other? The days Knicks, of our lives at Redskins Park. Huh? The Knicks cornered the market on that, <laughs> as we all know. No one does drama like the New York Knicks. People think it's TNT. Nah. nah. <laughs> Charles then, Oakley out here putting the security guards in headlocks and shit. Any t- anytime you think the Knicks have reached the low point in terms of embarrassing themselves, they find another one. I guess that's I feel bad for Corey in a way. He's a Knicks fan and a Skins fan. I'll be honest, I'm, there's nothing I can say for the Knicks right now, man. It's because they, every everything you just said is fact. Every season both of these teams 
generally mire themselves in embarrassment somehow. Mm-hmm. Headlines for all the wrong reasons. A quick recap. So you're a Redskins fan, embarrassment. Knicks fan, embarrassment. Michigan can't be- win the big one. Caps and Nets. Caps and Nets. That, Caps that and Nets. Was... Can't get over the hump. <laughs> Hey, hey, that was unnecessary. I, I can't think, wait. I can't wait till the day Michigan and these Mountaineers play in a bowl game so we can was, settle this. That, 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 that was a cheap shot from Paul. Did you, did you of, read about cheap shots? Because of Rich Rodriguez. That was for Rich Rod, man. It's because Rich Rod came to the real blue and gold. Don't be a hater, bro. I'm still bitter at that. I'm still bitter at that. <laughs> but that's fine because you know what? <laughs> Y'all are supposed to win games. Michigan is Barney's. Michigan is Sacks Fifth. West Virginia, we're we're H and M. We 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 look good, we look good. But the first time you watch us, <laughs> we're falling apart. The seams. It's time for returns. That joke is going to Goodwill. It's all good because Rich Rod left, and then you guys got Roy Munson from Kingpin. <laughs> he said Roy Munson from Kingpin. Oh, hey, he has. <laughs> Now nah, he he has the best hair in college football, though, hands down. No my, I, I think between, between him and the guy at uh, Oak State, What's Mike Gundy would disagree. Yeah, Mike Gundy with the, with the super mullet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. <laughs> so, I'm sure no station executives listen to this show. I'm sure Chad Dukes and Grant Paulson. But if you are listening, follow suit because. The past 10 minutes we spent talking about Griff is the last 10 minutes we'll ever spend talking about Griff on this podcast. We talked Move about on. we talked about once. We will n- unless something happens to Griff, unless he's back in the league and we have to mention him, or unless God forbid he dies or something like that. Oh, okay. That's come on, man. Jeez. Well, I, I'm just saying <laughs> you never know. I'm just saying you never know. We're not gonna talk Absolutely. about we're not gonna be out here slandering Griff. We can slander There's no reason we, we're not slandering Griff. There's no reason for him to be discussed at all in this DC market. Period. It's over. Move on. It's over. So, getting back to the Burgundy goal, let's talk about some of the injuries that we are facing this week. Uh, pretty banged up. Uh, you know, Sunday's game was a, kind of a bloodbath for the Redskins. It seems like every time we snapped the ball, another player was going down. Uh, reports came out today on Wednesday that Mason Foster probably won't play on, on Sunday. He actually appeared at practice and was going full full tilt. So his status is clearly up in the air. Monte Nicholson. That report and, was from NFL Network, wasn't it? Not that, mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off. That was an NFL Network report. It was. Mm-hmm. I think yep. it was Rappaport that reported it. I don't know. Rappaport must have someone in our org who is purposely feeding him the wrong information. Yeah, because he always says some nonsense. He never seems to be right regarding his reporting on us. Right. His source must be a, like a janitor or something. <laughs> or, or fake Chris Russell, <laughs> right? Because because remember Russell. he had the three. Remember he had the three team trade stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that was him. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Sua stuff. Wrong again. <laughs> now I know, I know y'all someone... remember on, on draft night when he claimed the Browns were trading for our for our cousins. He was like, "Cousins is happening." I was yep. just like, "Rapport, shut right. your ass up." He had that. <laughs> then he claims Mason Foster's out. Yep. If Mason Foster literally comes and practices two in full later, pads, full, full pads, full go, not limited in any way whatsoever, he needs to check his sources, man. Yeah, right. But anyway, I, that would be a huge loss considering that we're about to face 
probably the best O-line we're going to see all year. I mean, no, probably. I think from, from left tackle to right guard, it's most definitely the best NFL line. The right tackle is, is kind of iffy, but, you know, they are a very solid line. They have a running backs that can change the pace with you. They have beast mode who's going to hammer you all day. Then they have Jalen Rashard, who's a speed back. They even put Cordell Patterson, who has blazing speed in the, in the backfield and give him the ball from time to time. They are going to come at you with so many looks in the run game. You need Mason Foster out there on Sunday. We need all hands on deck. Don't forget about uh, what's his name, Dwayne Washington. Oh yeah, that's very very good from Detroit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't remember where he went. And Dwayne's probably not. It's DeAndre Washington. DeAndre. He's twenty-eight, yeah. right? Number twenty-eight. Yeah, number thirty-three. Yeah. Twenty-eight. Oh, uh, uh, Rashard. He went to Texas Tech. No, they. Yeah. Yeah. Rick went to Texas Tech. They, they have really good running backs. Mm-hmm. Washington and Richard can break long, break long runs. They're good mm-hmm. in the passing game. Obviously, we know about Marshawn. I mean, they have Jared Cook, who I think stinks. <laughs> I don't think Jared Cook is good at all. No, nah, he's frankly. not good. If you, couldn't, if you couldn't cook with Aaron Rodgers, you suck. That, that, that's yeah. just the way I look at it. Yeah. Pretty I think much. Jared Cook is one of those guys, those tight ends who ran a great – he had a great combine. Mm-hmm. And he looked the part. At South Carolina, he looked like a physical freak, and he's not that good a football player. I say this now, and they didn't catch two touchdowns. I was just going to say, we know we are a team that struggles guarding the tight end, man. Who's right, that tight end? Who's that tight end from the Giants who killed Donnell? Us Larry, Larry Donnell. Larry Donnell. I was just going to say it. Yep, we made that guy a star in New York. Out there looking like Shannon Sharp on us. Always. Never did anything ever again. <laughs> he killed us that night. Killed us. He, what did he catch? Three touchdowns? Yeah, three. Mm-hmm. Larry Donnell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> haven't heard from him since. Have not. We really haven't. I think he's he was on the Ravens briefly this offseason, but I don't mm. even know if he's still there. He's probably there because they have no bodies. Yeah, they, have, they have nothing up there. Having to Max Williams. <laughs> Wasn't he like a second round pick? Yeah, he's, he's there. He, he's there. He was getting hurt. I think Ben Watson isn't it Ben Ben Watson is a starter now, right? Ben yeah, Watson is a starter. He caught he caught he caught eight balls last week. Mm. Mm. I had him on DraftKings. Shout, like? out to, shout out to Ben Watson. Was Ben like fifty? <laughs> yeah. He's like 37, yeah. 36, 37. Still, Still cooking kidding. though. Still doing yeah. it. Yeah. So anyway, back to the injuries. Uh Mason Foster's one and also were two pretty big injuries in the secondary. Well, three if you want to count both the safeties. I know everyone full board today, but he's dealing with an injury. Monte Nicholson and Josh Norman both have AC joints. If you remember, the AC joint injury is what kept Jordan Reed out for a number of weeks last year. So whether they're able to play or not, they're going to be playing with a significant amount of pain. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're able to go Sunday night. Like Corey said, all hands on deck. You're going to need them, especially against Crabtree, Cooper. Go load it up there. Hey, man. Look, fortunately, the game is Sunday night. Gives them a few more hours to get healthy, but... With Beast coming in, especially in the front seven, we need everyone on deck. Last Definitely. thing I want – no offense, but the last thing I want to see is Will Compton lining up at linebacker versus Beast Mode Sunday night. Well, you remember last week when Foster went down, they put Spade in, not Foster. That is true. That's true. That's I mean, true. I, I think that with a week to prepare and coach him up, Spade would probably even get the start over Compton at this point. Or use Spade on rundowns, bring, in, bring Compton in in passing situations. I can live with that. No, no, no. Yeah. Compton – no, 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 no. You don't play passing down. I'm just trying to minimize his appearances on the field. In fact, I'd rather you are out there when they run. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to tackle him five yards down the field. <laughs> no, no, no TFLs, no tackle for loss. 
<laughs> Dude, that O line, Donald Penn, Osemele, Hudson, Dominic Jackson, Dominic. Yes. I mean, from I left mean, tackle to right guard, the best O line in football. I mean, Marshall Newhouse is he's okay, I guess. Um, no, that's a fantastic O line. And look at that, free agents. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? People always knock NFL free agency, but then I see the teams that are in the Super Bowl or the teams that are winning games. And they always have free agents on their team. Mm-hmm. Always have free agents starting. The only time it's a problem to sign a free agent is when we sign on. <laughs> like for, straight up. Well, usually straight we sign up. the wrong one, right? But people remember people clowned us when we start when we signed Josh Norman. That they did, right? If another team had signed Josh Norman, they'd be considered geniuses. We right. did it, so we're idiots. We should we should just frankly, I mean, obviously. You guys are anti Laval. Someone like Osemele would have made our O line like oh my god, amazing! Like mm-hmm. what an O line, right? So yeah, Cliff, you definitely nah. have a point about free agency. I mean, for example, let's talk about the team in Boston. Corey, I know you're a big Tom Brady fan. You always hear the Patriot way. You know what the Patriot way is? Fleece everybody else for their good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, think, think about it. they've been balling for years. They've been doing Corey Dillon, whether it's Rodney Harrison, whether it's Brandon Cooks. I mean, they don't really they draft. Okay, but they make their their due in free agency and just bring in players that they know can fit in their system. And like like Chris Hogan, Chris Hogan was a nobody for the Jets or for the they, Dolphins, I should say. They signed Stephen Gilmore. Signed Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, that, Gilmore was that was a huge pickup. Huge. Yeah, and and he was really highly paid. I was, that might be the highest paid Patriots free agent I remember in a long time because they don't really pay anybody. He got paid. I know. Now that I think about it, yeah, I don't know the last one that they spent money on like that. Can't remember one. I just, think. I think it gets free agency gets a bad rap. I don't really know what, what it, but there's certain players that you should try to target. And when a guy like Osemele becomes a free agent, you should probably try to sign him. Well, I mean, when you have a history of signing guys like Mark Carrier, who's over the hill, Bruce Smith, who was damn near fifty. 15, Adam, it's like 16, 17 years I, I understand, ago. but you know, when it comes to our franchise, people, they just never forget things. They act like we did it yesterday. But that was a long time ago. Absolutely. I still hear about the Hainsworth contract like we signed him last year or something. So it, it, it gets kind of all of our, every, all our acquisitions get a little overblown, to be honest. Who would you say the best free agent pickup this team? Let's just say in the past 20 years, who's the best free agent signing you would say? London Fletcher. Yeah, London Fletcher. I would say I would say London Fletcher hands down. Let, let's give our top three then, since we all agreed on London Fletcher. Let's give our top three. Uh, I mean, London Fletcher. Give me a um, second. I already have my top three, so I'm. I'm <laughs> well, no, no, well, no, I'm, no, because I'm thinking off the top of my head right now. I'm just thinking about it, but like London Fletcher is my one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, even though he's only here briefly, I'm gonna say Brad Johnson because in '99 he was balling his ass off. I mean, the fact that he was gone. Less than a year later, has nothing. To that do wasn't with him. his fault. Yeah, that wasn't his fault. They, the, the, we, we know whose fault that was. Daniel Snyder wanted Jeff George. He wanted he wanted the shiny new toy, even though he was Jeff a bum. Jeff George, Jesus, it's mm. not new, not even a new toy. It's an old toy. It's been, it was put out in the curb. Put out in the curb. In front of is the it house. is it too early to already crown Josh Norman as one of the best free agent pickups? Because I no, mean, it's not, it's not too late. I mean, he's not going to be mine, but. I would, I would mean definitely Santana Moss. I mean, one nah, of the we, best. I thought we traded for Moss. Yeah, we traded for Moss. Did, we did trade for Lavrinius yeah. Coles. Damn, you're right. 
Reverse mm-hmm. Colts football. And I'm I'm surprised, Paul's I, forgot, Ma- I'm surprised I forgot that because in college I had a yep. Lavernius Cole <laughs> Redskins jersey and a Santana Moss Jets jersey and they got uh-huh. traded for each other. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Now I have two jerseys that I gotta give the goodwill. Appreciate uh, obviously <laughs> London. I I'm trying to think of a uh we haven't really Chris Chris Baker count. <laughs> I would I would put Baker in there. It's not a bad it's not a bad choice. You would you put Deshaun in there? Oh, oh my god. Absolutely. How dare I forget about Deshaun? Sorry for the Deshaun. disrespect, Deshaun. Oh my gosh, yes. Deshaun Deshaun is my favorite player we've had in my adult life. You guys don't need to hear me talk about Deshaun. You know how I feel about that. Oh, so. yeah. Deshaun or Pierre. I mean Deshaun. Deshaun, Deshaun was more dynamic, but Pierre was But then Pierre I mean, not Pierre about, too, so that'd be my three. Here's the thing. I when I think about Deshaun, I think about three years of just dynamic, lightning, just lightning fast, just like Incredible. playmaker. But when I think of Pierre, I think of just the consummate rescue. A pro, he showed up every day. He, you knew you were going to get from him. He was always there for you. He made all the tough catches. I, I just think of uh, some, a guy that I was proud to say, that's my wide receiver. No doubt. No doubt. And that's no beautiful. Doubt about that. That's beautiful. That's the homework card stuff that I'm talking about, <laughs> Paul. That's beautiful. <laughs> but I am trying, like... I'm trying to think of a player that we've ever had. There isn't one, Cliff. Who was ever close to being that dynamic. There isn't. There isn't. There isn't one. Deshaun is a special player, man. Uh, Should have drafted him. What a special player. Should have drafted him. Yeah, those would be my three. London and then the two wide receivers, Pierre and uh, Deshaun. I know he's still with us, but I'd probably go London, Deshaun, Josh Norman. Because I think Norman is going to do some special things for us. Yeah. Now, Norman looks like he might be poised for a big year this year. Mm-hmm. He's focused. He's locked in. While we're on the topic of Deshaun, before we get off this topic, help me settle a work debate. Because I had an argument today with one of my coworkers about the best deep ball tracker of all time. I said Deshaun is the second best to Randy Moss. Am I off base or would you say Deshaun's ahead of Randy? I think Whoa. you're spot on. No one is ahead of Randy in anything. In anything when it comes to receiver, <laughs> you know how I feel about Randy Moss. That is the best receiver ever. The goat. I don't care. Hey, as, as my man Trill Withers would say, I'm pretty sure Emerson would strap Jerry Rice. So. <laughs> 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 no, because no, no, people always say Jerry's the goat, and no disrespect to Jerry Rice. Hey, man, Jerry, I watched you no for a lot of great years in San Francisco. I even mm-hmm. watched you for a lot of great years when we were in Oakland. You were a great player. You were the Legendary. You are a legend, but you couldn't be Randy Moss on your best day. This is how I put it. This is how I put it. It's the same thing I'll say about Brady. Okay. Why you got to bring my man? Just let me me finish before you start getting (laughs) defended, Wolverines fans. Five time. Jerry and Brady are the greatest, right? Jerry is the greatest wide receiver in terms of being prolific, his resume, great. Randy is the best. I have not taken Jerry Rice over Randy Moss. Sorry. Just like I'm not taking Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> player for player. Not their resume and their accomplishments. Right? Just as a player. Randy is the best. Deshaun number two in that category in terms of deep ball threat, I'd agree with that. Absolutely. 100%. No questions asked. No argument. <laughs> no, no argument to be made. I mean, when you talk about a guy who could just step on the field, and as soon as he breaks, and as, as soon as he throws that glove in the air, 
That mm-hmm. ball is gone, and you, as a DB, you have no chance. None. No chance. As soon as that ball's in the air, you might as well just tr- strike with the band because that's six. He, he knows he has you. Yep. And then we what? also have a video of, the sh- of uh, D'Angelo Hall when he's still on the Falcons, and Ray Moss is going up the sideline. And, <laughs> and D'Angelo has the angle, or you think he has the angle. He's mm-hmm. still a, a good two yards away from breaking away from, from D'Angelo. Hands in the air. Dante just Cooper, flies Just chucks it up. Touchdown. Gone. Easy. Bye. Slight work for him. <laughs> Greatest Randy Moss game I've ever seen. I've ever seen. I have to say, I know you guys remember that Thanksgiving day. Do I? When he just he just torched Dallas. That was probably the best turkey dinner I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> he was mm. incredible that day. Incredible. Randy. Mm. He's Randy. Legendary. He's, I I get into this argument all the time about who the best receiver is. Randy for me. I don't even have to think about it. That's the best. If I, if I see someone better than him, I'd be very surprised. And I don't. I don't care that he. Oh, he only ran this. He only did. Nah, I don't care. I don't care. Mm-mm. He does it better than anyone else. Period. Yep. To me, it's like who terrifies you more on the field? Who is going to scare you more? Who makes you more worried? Right. And that's like getting back to the Raiders. The Raiders have weapons that you just have. Like, if you can't take care of all of these. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have great O-line. You've got the three running backs. Amari Cooper, that's Corey's boy. Coop! Roll Crabtree. Crabtree's a under, really an underrated, unappreciated player. Crab is Crabtree. playing like a dog right now. You got that chain snatched off his neck, though. <laughs> hey, and the most disrespectful thing I've seen in my entire life is him getting the cha- that chain snatched. <laughs> Just snatched it right off his neck, and then went Somebody. to the pre- and then went to the press and they asked him about it. He was like, "So why did you snatch uh, a crab's uh, necklace?" And he was like, "Cause I told him you wear a John out here. I'm taking it." <laughs> what did he say to you? He was like, "You went to rest." Blah blah blah. Didn't say anything to me though. Disrespect. <laughs> Shout out to Keith. Hey, hey I can't he wait gonna... to see Tlaib in DC later on in December, man. That's is he gonna, is he gonna snatch prior Shane? No, nah, he gonna be in the clubs that night before. Hey, you're going to snatch Pryor's chain off his neck. <laughs> Pryor wears a chain. He definitely does. Is he going to hey, snatch that chain off his neck? What I say in the, in the podcast, we were talking about wins and losses, season prediction. I was like, the one thing I know for sure is when we play the Broncos, is that if they're both playing, Pryor and Tlaib going to have words, and they might throw hands right there in the middle of the field. Because <laughs> those are two goons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Listen, I, I don't know a lot about Terrell Pryor personally. I don't really see people messing with Tlaib on the field. Nah. I'll put it like that. Nah. He's from Dallas, he man. Gonna... These, these Dallas folks are off the chain, man. You know what's funny? It's Crabtree's from Dallas, but I don't think they're from the same area. I'll put it like oh, that. Oh, so they might have a little history that we didn't know about. Oh, uh, no, I don't think it's a history. I think I think Tlaib knows where Crabtree's from, and he knew he could snatch the chain off his neck. <laughs> Just leave it at that. <laughs> he, knew, he knew there'd be no retaliation from Crab. Probably told Chris Harris, "Hey, watch this, cub." <laughs> <laughs> oh my hey, god! <laughs> hey, Tlaib is so reckless, yo. He's, he's so reckless, man. He's he's hilarious. Hilarious. Mm. Yeah. All right, man. Getting back to this game, though. <laughs> Clip. I know you're not the biggest uh, Derek Carr fan, but he had a very a very tidy, very efficient day versus the Jets. I mean, not really saying much versus the Jets, but 23 of 28, 230 and three touchdowns. 
if we don't get any pressure on him, and, and that O-line is going to do their best to keep the likes of Kerrigan and Gillette and Preston Smith out of his face, he's, he, he's got a chance to dice us up. I know we've been playing great on defense, but he has weapons at his disposal, and he's a very efficient quarterback. He's not going to make a ton of mistakes. Uh, he's erratic. He's erratic. We got to take advantage of it. He's a like. Um, if you look at like his breakdowns, he's good short. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of behind the line of scrimmage, he's good going deep. In be- in the the intermediate throws, he's not that sharp, right? So he's because he's he's a, he, and I think like one of the knocks on him coming out was that his mechanics were in and out, so he would have issues with intermediate throws, and you see it when he plays. It's like I was saying on that other podcast. Like, there's certain QBs. Like, if you watch that, when you watch like that highlights on NFL Game Day, they look like incredible quarterbacks. They're making these unbelievable throws because these are touchdown passes or whatever. But then, when you watch them over the course of seventy plays in a game, they look a little different. And Carr is one of those guys. Like, Carr makes some incredible throws, especially he down does. the field. Yes, he does. Because he has a great arm. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best arms in the league. Definitely. But then, play to play, he's going to give you some chances, man. So is this one of those games you think we should dial up that pressure? Minuski should dial up more blitzes? Or do you think, I don't, I don't know, know. Should, we, should we keep the safeties back more? Because, honestly, we haven't seen much of the Raiders over here. And, obviously, I mean, I'm, based on what you're saying about Carr, I kind of feel the same way. But uh, his deep ball scares me. Well, I, I, I don't know. What do you, how do you guys think our corners match up, though? I think we match up pretty well. It's yeah. just, which which one would you yeah, put okay. Norman I think we on? Match up pretty well, most definitely. I mean, you have. I would. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead, go ahead, man. No, I was I'm just say... afraid to put. My fault, Paul. <laughs> no, sorry, it's all right. No, I was just gonna say, when they're playing their A game, Norman mm-hmm. and Breland are are very, very, very dynamic set of corners. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You, you have Norman. He's gonna he's gonna get in your face. He's gonna jam you the line. He's he's a technician too. He's he's not gonna mm-hmm. he's not gonna you're not gonna fool him with a bunch of quick feet and he and he's, he's not you're not gonna get him off his game. He's gonna be in your mm-hmm. face. And when Breland is playing well, which down, one would you match up with? Which if I you think had we, to match him up, I was just gonna say that I honestly with the way Crabtree is playing playing right now, I honestly feel like we might need to put Norman on Crabtree. Because I could see Crabtree putting Breland in the Matrix. Not saying Breland's not playing good football, but... Yeah. I think the physicality... Exactly. I think Norman... Yeah, I would agree with that. Norman's physicality versus Crabtree. If Coop's going downfield, let Breland run with him. But the the thing is, Carr has basically spent the last two... His first two games not getting touched. Right? Uh, Who they play week one? They play Tennessee. Tennessee. I think the only time I saw him get touched was by you guys, boy, Arakpo. I think Arakpo got a sack that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, by the way, you guys wanted a guy out of town. We won't get into that. We're not getting into a rack, bro. <laughs> um, what, I, what I always say, man, every team has one guy that, that the fan base just turns on for for whether it's a, a valid reason or not. And for, I mean, he did get hurt. He did tear his peck a couple years in a row. But once he, once he, once he tore his peck in 2012, the fan base just turns on him. They're like, oh, it's, t- so it's time to get him out of here. Yeah, they're so hard on him. So I, obviously the key is going to be getting to Carr, mm-hmm. but then the threat of play action. Like we, like the thing is, we haven't really dealt with a good offense yet. No, we haven't. We've played two games. We played two guys. Like we played the number one, and number two picks in 2016. The receiving cores on both those teams 
were average at best. The O lines were average at best. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the Eagles. I think the Eagles O line is was good two, three years ago. Not as good now. Definitely not on Raiders level. So, and neither of them had like these these scary running games. So play action is actually going to be a factor this week in a way that it wasn't the last couple of weeks. I don't know what we're going to do about getting pressure. No one's got pressure on what they had. Let's see, had nine QB pressures. Mm-hmm. Is that what I saw? Yeah. I mean, but they play the Jets, so. We well, the, the, Jets are, the Jets are very good up front, and they handle the Jets. But the Jets have no secondary. Oh, yeah, no. They have no secondary. I mean, I think no, their, best, their best corner is Buster Screen. Mm. Yeah, so it's hard to be aggressive, right, on their end. When you got no corners, and you know Todd Bowles likes the likes to bring the heat. I just think it's a difficult matchup for us. Like we're gonna find out a lot about our defense. Right. We really are because we we're facing someone. <clears throat> we're finally facing a team who can actually hurt us. Yep, I agree. Big plays. They have multiple backs, but they're flying cross country. And yeah. let's see what they got because when have they played in prime time? Mm-hmm. Car and these guys mm-hmm. never. Mm-hmm. This is their first time doing this, mm-hmm. which could be a good or a bad thing, frankly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But don't sh- don't show them too much respect, man. We got to come out guns and blazing. Honestly, I'd rather take our chances where we stack that box, do not let Beastmo get loose, and take our chances with our corners matching up with their receivers, man. See how good Carr really is, to be honest. Yeah. One thing that we can't allow to happen, it, you put these corners out there and you put them on Crabtree, you put them on Cooper, and you roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to leave you on an island. Just do your best because you can't afford to have Marshall Lynch have nope. a, a 25 carry for 150 night. You can't afford it. Or it's that. over. Because you're going to lose by 20. Yep. You, can't, you can't get gashed in the ground. Whether you stack the box or not, they still might get off on us. But I'd rather lose with an eight-man box and trying to stop the run than sitting back and trying to defend the pass and having them get eight yards a clip because that's not absolutely work. right. Absolutely, I, but I, the weird thing about them is I, they have not really been in the last two, in the like when I saw them last year. Uh, by the way, the only reason I saw the Raiders a lot last year is because I had Raiders on my DraftKings teams a lot straight up, so I used to see them pretty frequently. They are not as explosive as you would think, right? They're not. I think Carr had some sort of weird record last year where he, in terms of the number of attempts, like yards per attempt. I think he had a couple games where he had 40 attempts in under 200 yards passing. Mm. So, the, so they're not like this explosive downfield machine. That mm-hmm. might be more because of the offensive coordinator, but maybe we can put stack the box and then match our corners up. That's why we got Norman mm-hmm. Breeland. And I, mm-hmm. like, I like Fuller versus Seth Roberts. Mm-hmm. So. Take then, our chances, man. Yeah, my fault. I called him. I called him Andre Roberts earlier in the show. That's definitely not the right guy. But he's definitely your boy. <laughs> no, don't, I, think, don't think I forgot. I caped. I caped. <laughs> hey, people who listen, in, I do this every year, and you'll come to find this out. Every year, I I pick a a, a, a polished pig, and I make him my my child, and he sucks. Like. It, 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 I wish y'all could, I could go back to 2013 in my Twitter and just see the way I was caping for Philip Thomas. Caping. Mm. Oh, my oh, goodness. You see, did, you, did you see him at Fresno State? <laughs> <laughs> Who was hey. the other one? DeShazer Everett? No, not Everett. I'm sorry. Deshaun, Deshaun Phillips. Phillips. Deshaun, Deshaun Phillips. Phillips. Another Deshaun one of Paul's boys. Mm-hmm. That's Paul's man's right there. That was Paul's guy. He probably used to cape for Chris Horton. 
<laughs> no, that, that, that was imagine. that was actually my man, but Corey caped hard for Cream Moore. So I knew he was gonna do Cream <laughs> Moore. <laughs> oh man, the the number of watch safeties. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We're gonna find a lot about our defense. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm actually more curious about the because uh, I think the whole focus is gonna be on the Raiders' offense. I am more curious about the other side of the ball mm-hmm. because our offense seems like they're due. Yep, for a game. Go ahead and say it, Cliff. Du- Kirk is due and, for one. Just say it. And the Raiders' defense, I don't think it's a good defense. I think their mm-hmm. defense kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. So, I, was, I mean, obviously, they have they have the Ray defensive player of the year. So, right. I aside will say from this, him. I, watched, I did actually watch the Jets-Raiders game a couple times last night. I think I actually tweeted this out. Two things I noticed about the Raiders' defense. I don't want to use the word undisciplined. But they did get four personal fouls in the first half. In the first half. Mm. They're just just hitting people late. Bruce Irvin got a, kind of a ticky-tacky one where he kind of flipped the guy and threw him and, and, and got a personal foul. But, I mean, they're a team that could be give you a couple extra yards on penalties. By the way. What else is new? It's the Raiders. Yeah. By the way, Redskins are the third least penalized team in the NFL. And the other two teams are ahead of them are – the Dolphins and the Bucks, who obviously only had one game. One game, yeah. Yeah. Now, now, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. Knock, we have not we have not committed a lot of penalties. Yeah. That's the other true. the other thing that I noticed in the game is the Jets didn't run the ball much because they were obviously in in comeback mode from the end of the first quarter, but they ran the ball pretty mm-hmm. easily on the Raiders. I mean, Matt Forte, Corey's man, hasn't been Matt Forte in two or three years now. <laughs> And he had, yeah. yeah, he had nine for fifty-three. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lofty five-point-eight yard yards per carry average. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powell didn't really have a good day. He only had six for thirteen. But some guy named Elijah McGuire from Louisiana Lafayette had six for twenty-nine, which is another five yards a clip. Who, who the hell is that? The Jets are tanking. Like <laughs> straight up, like who? Who are these guys? I know they get on the NBA for tanking. What are the Jets doing? It's, I mean, it's it's clear as day what they're doing. They're tanking. Jermaine Curse is your number one, for real. So we're doing out here. Caught you touchdown passes he, he, on, on Mr. Emerson. I'm eight. Eight people had catches for the Jets against the Raiders. I'm going to read through the names real quick and just just the list of guys who are just the stink on on this roster. So Jermaine Curse, he, he's a good, solid. He's all third. Right. He's, or, a, yeah, he's all right. He's right. He's Ryan Grant. He's a yeah. professional NFL receiver, right? No doubt. Absolutely. Matt Forte passes prime. He's probably lost. Two steps at this point, but you know Ryan. I mean, he's had many good years in the NFL. But then guys like Robbie Anderson, Jeremy Curley, some guy named Nate Sterling, Elijah McGuire, Will Ty. Will Ty's on the Jets. Sharon Peak. Mm. It, it's like a, it's like a list of of Madden players. That's an expansion team. Yeah, yeah. they're t- straight <laughs> up CFL team. They're tanking. that's an expansion wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and these are the guys that were given. I don't want to say give the Raiders problems, but Jermaine Curse had a good day, and they ran pretty easily on the Raiders when they ran the ball, and they were de- dedicated to running the ball right up that middle. Them. And that's the same thing. I think Cliff brought this up last week, and I'll, and I'll reiterate this: the Raiders have a dynamic defense when they get their pass rush going. Obviously, Mac is a premier pass rusher. I, he's probably top two in the league next to Von Miller as far as the edge rusher. Easy. But they're kind of light up front. 
Mm-hmm. And it, it, small. It, yeah. yeah, if you Bruce Irvin is their full time DN and he weighs like two hundred and thirty pounds. If you want to get it going and, and really run the ball on these guys, you can. Mm-hmm. They're not right. some but hog this, mollies up front like the Eagles. Who? But here comes the problem, right? We just ran for 240. The Raiders are going to come out here prepped mm-hmm. to stop. Like, and, and obviously they're going to be undersized. <clears throat> Ken Norton Jr. is their defensive coordinator, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to stack the box, and they're going to say, can you throw it on us? I like our chances. Are you going to throw the ball down the field? I do like some of our matchups because I, I just, I, even if Jordan reads 80%, I don't know who on that team exactly. can handle 86. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And somebody brought it to me last night on Twitter, and I, I'm actually looking at it right now, and it's a great point. We need Jordan Reed to play on Sunday night. Because the Raiders probably have the worst group of linebackers in the NFL. I mean, yeah, that's, you, that's what I was saying the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a team that, that didn't bring Perry Riley back. They didn't bring our cast off back to play for them again this year. Their linebackers are Bruce Irving, who who plays a lot of DN mm-hmm. in, in run situations, but he's normally a DN. Markel Lee and Corey James. I, I don't even know who those two guys are, to be honest with you. Last I'm, running, I'm running the ball right at him, man. Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna have back to back weeks of two hundred thirty rushing yards, but we need to make it a threat, make it a mm-hmm. point, make it put an emphasis on running this ball mm-hmm. this week, so we can set up that play action. Because like Cliff said, their their defense, eh, they don't yeah. really scare me, man. Outside of fifty two, it's many opportunities I think for us Sunday night to make big plays out there. Yeah, they got some players I think, I, I, that I like, like Evander Does is a good yeah. That was, that was these, these are young guy players really like out of UCLA. I, right, I but these guys are young. Young, but that's a that's a Third round pick starting mm-hmm. for you, Markel Lee, fifth round pick, rookie, Corey James, sixth round pick from 2016. Uh, yeah. Reggie Nelson is an old, older player, mm-hmm. so they're gonna be. Oh, although, what's isn't Conley starting now? Yeah, he is. Con- Conley, Conley starts, yeah. I think Conley actually starts, <clears throat> I, but I think he's the slot corner, he's the slot corner, and Sean Smith is outside with David. Look, yeah, he's in the slot. <laughs> I like I like Crowder's chance. I'll take eighty. I'll take eighty <laughs> verse any slot quarter not named Chris Harris. Give me give me give me eighty all day. Right. So I like the matchups, mm-hmm. but we're gonna have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And can we? And, and not. And we're gonna have to push the ball downfield. And are we able to do this? And that's I think that's what's gonna come down to. But like you said earlier, Cliff, offenses do man. We, we we saw the ground attack last week. At some point, Kirk and the receivers they got to get on the same page. Why not Sunday night versus this defense? Because they don't their their secondary is really not a threat. It's not. Yeah, I mean I love Carl Joseph. I mean you know how much I love my West Virginia guys. I cape for him all day. But indeed you do I, I, <laughs> all day. But Sean Smith and, and Reggie Nelson and David Emerson and and. Carl Joseph and Gary and Conley, these are guys that, I mean, individually, they're good individual players, but as a group, they're, they're not really scaring you, especially if Kirk comes out and does his thing and Terrell Pryor does his thing and Doxon actually gets a damn target. I mean, these are guys that can beat them. Mm-hmm. They haven't really been tested this year either. Like we said, they played the Titans and the Jets. I mean, well, the Titans are pretty good. 
I'm just talking. I'm talking oh. about in the secondary wise, like receivers. Yeah, the Titans. That's yeah. I was, I agree with that. The Titans, although the Titans had Corey Davis out there, the Titans did not play well in that game. Uh, week one, the Titans did not play well at all. I, and I don't know if that's necessarily like, oh well, the Raiders got all the credit for that, but the Titans did not look good. Yeah. Week one, we should be able to run the ball on these guys, mm-hmm. and if it, we we don't, it's because they had to stack the box to stop them. And that's my whole point. This is going to come down to, can you make plays in the passing game? (laughs) I'm not even going to say his name. But you're right. Because I think this is an everybody thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like, doxing is going to have to, they're going to have to throw him the ball this week. Yep. Terrell Pryor is going to need to catch passes. I don't think, I think if you watch us through two weeks, why would any team not put eight guys in the box and say, Mm -hmm. can your passing game beat us? Our passing games look like trash for two weeks. So, yeah, I, well, I'm fully expecting to to have to throw the ball on Sunday. And <laughs> if you well, can't it, throw the ball, you're going to lose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a thing. Yeah, but this it's a it's a matchup league, and this is a matchup game. I mean, you're going to come out there, and like I said, you have a lot of individual talent. But just like we have to deal with them and their multiple weapons, they have to do with us. What are they mm-hmm. going to do when we go five wide and we put Jameson Crowder in the slot with Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson? Who Who's guarding who? Who do you expect to guard Chris Thompson? Yeah. Mark they Kobe? don't have – No, exactly. they don't have them. <laughs> they don't have the players. So they don't have the players to cover Thompson. They don't. Or Jordan Reed or Vernon Davis. I think that's where we're going to move the ball the most is with tight ends and Chris Thompson. I don't really feel like – we're targeting wide receivers. I don't know why that would change this week, frankly. But I think this week, as opposed to last week, because the Rams have a lot of speed at the linebacker position and yeah. the safeties aren't, aren't, aren't bad. Like, this week, we have huge advantages versus their linebackers and safeties, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So I'm expecting our tight ends and the running backs out of the backfield to, to do well. Get a lead, though. Get a lead. That would be nice. And if you and because we have the size up front, you get ahead and then late in the game, just punish them. You start punishing them the more running. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to want to tackle P Ryan and, and Rob Kelly? Nope. We'll see. So, got to start fast. Can't, can't, this is the kind of game where it's like if we get behind and it's Khalil Mack, knowing that it's a pass, we can't. That's we can't deal with that. Right, obviously, because you know they're not going to put Khalil versus seventy-one, and with all no. due respect to Morgan Moses, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take Khalil Mack versus him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. So it's going to be an interesting game. We're three-point underdogs. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Man. It feels well, like the type of game where, like versus the Eagles, where uh, Gruden dialed up a deep shot early. Mm-hmm. I, I I think this is the type of game where I'm not saying he sh- he should do it. But that you get up the top early on the Raiders, and then you just run the ball and you break their will like you did versus the Rams. I think that that is the formula to winning this game. You gotta get a, you gotta get a lead because don't get behind. Because once you're behind ten, Max coming. Take a shot with eighteen this time, not prior. Let's take a shot I, I with number eighteen. I don't care 18. who it is. Take a shot. I do. I do. Because the last <laughs> time we saw prior with a bomb, he dropped it in the end zone. Let's give eighteen a shot. Get him involved in the game. Early. This is early the first too. Wednesday. This is the first Wednesday, my dudes, that Dotson was a full participant in practice. No limited. 
No nonsense from the coach. He's full participant. It's a damn so, shame. So, so that's a good. Well, that's a good sign though, Cliff. We're, we're, <laughs> we're he's trending up. So hopefully, you know, we can get him going this week. Speaking of of Doxon, and we're, we're not going to mention the quarterback's name because we decided we weren't going to hate on this week. We promised ourselves we weren't going to hate it on this podcast. Cooley, you the man, film, Kirk. Cooley in his <laughs> film breakdown said that Doxon could have had a one twenty easy last Sunday oh, versus the Rams. I didn't watch the all twenty two versus the Rams. I haven't got a chance to do that yet. I'll probably do that tonight. But I did see a couple clips on Twitter of people posting the All-22. And, yeah, there were some plays. There were plays we had, especially one, where it would have been a 65-yard touchdown. Easy. I've said it 100 times, and I'm going to say it again. The receiver cannot catch it and throw it to himself. And this, I'm not bashing the quarterback. I'm just saying. In yeah, order you're you're just that, speaking like a receiver. Right. You're, what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> Corey's on his uh, Giselle Bungeon shit. That is correct. <laughs> Cooley gave, just to follow what you said, Paul, Cooley gave Dotson an A, and he didn't even have a catch. Didn't even have a catch. Because of his blocking, right? His blocking and his route running. He, he was, was open. open. He was getting so open. On, on several occasions. Of course like he said, was open. I mean, I... Guys, the dude was a dominant college receiver. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could be convinced that the guy's not good. You can't. Can't. Like clearly, he is very talented. Yep. Why he's not getting targets, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I, think, I'm not going to assume that's going to change on Sunday. I can't just assume that's changing. I think Rudin's going to get him involved, Cliff. I got a feeling. I got a feeling about this one. So you if, think if there was one TV. week, if there was one week to get him involved, I is mean, this one? Because you, you have the mashups. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I like Conley and I like Emerson. I guess to a degree, and I do like Sean Smith. I mean, he had some good years in Kansas City. He might not be the player he used to be, but as a group, they're they're okay. But if we get 18 and, and 11 and 80 and 86 popping and 25 popping, they're not going to be able to keep up. No. There's no chance. I just don't see it. How could they? Establish the run. That's not a premier group. No. That ain't, that, that ain't the Broncos. That's not, that's not Tlaib, Harris, and, and um. No. My, what's my man's name? Chorus man from Ohio State. What's his name? Bradley Roby. Oh, Bradley Roby. Roby. And for the folks out there, I hate all Buckeyes. But I, I, well, I'm, I'm trying to be nice with Pryor. Sorry. <laughs> two two weeks in on on defense on uh, football outsiders. Uh, I mean, it's only two weeks. Obviously, this is a very small sample size. But the Raiders are 27th defensively, mm. and that's playing Tennessee and the, and the Jets. Jets. So, twenty <laughs> second uh, versus the pass, twenty sixth versus the run. Mm. And that's on a per play basis, people. Not not your stupid total yards nonsense. Tells you nothing. I'm all about the uh, per play stuff. The Raiders' defense wasn't isn't that formidable. But you're if you're in a game where the other team's putting up points, it's a little different. It's one thing to play against a bad defense when the offense is also not good. Like I think that's that's a completely different beast to deal with. Mm-hmm. But when the other team's offense is good and they're going to score points, it's easier to, for them to play defense when they're ahead of you mm-hmm. by ten points, yep, fourteen points. So we can't get behind because what we don't want is if Khalil Mack is starting the game hot, mm. and then the quarterback his feet get a little happy, and now he has tunnel vision every play. We can't we can't win that way. Yeah. So. Most definitely. 
most definitely. All right. Well, by the way, we're twelfth. We're twelfth on defense. Hey, man, progress. Twentieth first to pass, though. Yeah, I mean, fifth first to run. I mean, I mean, those numbers can be a little bit skewed. I mean, you give a fifty-eight yard bomb on a broken play. You give a sixty-yard catch and run versus Everett this past week on another broken play. So those numbers can even be a little bit skewed. I mean, you can say they're skewed, but if you think about it, we blew a coverage on no. both of those plays. No, no, sure. I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying that so, that number could even be better because you yeah, gave two, yeah. two broken plays. Because you gave up two mm-hmm. broken plays, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yes. we, we got to clean some of that up. Yeah. I know one thing I don't want to see this week, and we haven't mentioned it yet. Please do not let Cordero Patterson return a kick. Hey, don't don't kick, kick don't, that out the back of the end Don't zone. let special teams be the detriment to us Spe- Sunday night, please. I, I'm glad you brought special teams because another factor in the game that we haven't talked about. And hopefully we see him a lot, but he can turn the field as Marquette King, and he's one of the best punters in the league. And mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to give you no shanks. He's not going to have any 30-yard flops. He's going to boom that thing mm-hmm. 60 yards. So you, Crowder could have some returns. He might have a chance to actually have some field in front of him. But mm-hmm. just know that, when they're punting from their own twenty yard line, you're not going to get good field position. So there's be, no. have to be a lot of sustained drives. You're going to have to drive the ball on these guys. There's not going to be any fifty yard fields. Oh no, dude, we, you're going to need big plays, man. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get some very good offense. That well, when they're on their game, mm-hmm. a very good offense, and that's what I'm saying about the Raiders. Like the, the Raiders have, on paper, obviously they have talent. They're not as explosive as you think, but when they're on their game, they're going to be a problem. And if they if they show up next on Sunday night and they're sharp, we are going to need big plays. Mm-hmm. We're going to need them because I know they're going to get a couple out of those running backs. Like I'm, I'm already, that's my biggest concern is those two running backs. Jalen Richard is the yeah. one that scares me. Yeah, those guys are going to make some plays mm-hmm. in the screen game or whatever. So yeah, well, you're, we're going to have to be fi- um, fundamentally sound. This week, and to I mean, outside of those two broken plays and maybe a couple others that I'm not really mentioning right now, they, they've been a very fundamentally sound defense. And you don't see a ton of broken plays. You don't see any busted assignments. Everybody has their gaps filled. The cornerbacks are where they're supposed to be. The linebacks are all in their proper uh, drops. You, you don't see a lot of just guys just being where they're not supposed to be. Discipline. Yeah. He was like it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy to say now when it's when there's just not as many threats on the field. Like, was there a single play in the last two weeks where a team ran, where the Rams or Eagles ran play action and you were worried? No. Because, like, the amount of respect we had to give their players was a little different. We're playing against some good players on Sunday, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We really are. Like, this is a different, this is definitely a level up. It's a good it's test. A de- good test. Good yeah. test for the defense, man. And if yeah. they ball, if they ball out on Sunday, I'm going to be mm-hmm. very optimistic about this season. If our defense is is really good in this game, right? It's, we are playing against a team that can actually hurt you. Yep. I think the last couple of weeks, it's almost like boxing. Like we're going against someone who whose punching power we didn't have to respect it that much. <laughs> this week, you better respect that power because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when we've played against Marshawn, Marshawn's ate us up in the fourth quarters. Yep. Ate us up. So, I don't know. I guess I kind of makes it – I guess everybody knows what my prediction is going to be based <laughs> on what I've been saying. All right. Before we get <laughs> into our predictions, uh, before we get into predictions, I got to give you my 
daily trivia question. Can you guys tell me the last time the Oakland Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, came to D.C. and lost? Hmm. Give me a second. The Oakland Raiders. Give me a second. Okay. I'm not. I'm not researching. Yeah, no googling. No Google. One second. What was the last time they were here? 2005. Yeah, but we took that L. Yeah, we took the L, which means that before that it was what 97. Were they Oakland 97? No. They weren't. Well, damn. 93. They come here every eight years. Well, remember they they only start doing the the. You see them every four years in 2002. Ah, that's true. So, yeah, so that's before true. that, it that's was true. just like, you see them when they see them. That's true. Uh, how the hell am I supposed to get this right, Paul? 90. Never. 90. Never. Never. Oh, never. <laughs> oh, God. The, the Oakland Raiders have never come to D.C. and lost. Wow. Never. How many times, how, how many times have the Oakland Raiders been here? The Oakland Raiders have been here one, two, three times. Three times. Mm-hmm. The L.A. Raiders. So the last the Raiders organization came here and lost was on September 14th, 1986. So it's been 31 years since they've taken mm. an L on the East Coast. I expect to see that stat shown to us multiple times. Absolutely. On NBC. <laughs> um, that's only three games. Not really. And the Raiders have stunk. Yeah. Right? They stunk. For, well, even though... They're better than us now, right? What I mean, I mean, for yeah, being, for being real, definitely. But they've managed to be worse in the 21st century than us, and they went to a Super Bowl during that time. So, <laughs> right, it's, it's like they were good for like three years. They were like real good between like 2000 and 2003, and the then they was the worst mm-hmm. in the NFL for the next 15. Mm. Since they made the Super Bowl, they have not made the playoffs. Well, terrible. last year was the max, the first time they made the playoffs since the Super Bowl. Correct. Yep. Right. Yep. Although they would argue that if not for the no, refs, wait, they, they, they made the playoffs before that when um versus New England when Brady uh fumbled. That, that, that was the year, that that was the year, year before, before. two thousand one. Oh, okay, okay. Tuck okay. Their argument is that a dynasty would have never occurred if not for a made up call. Not so fast. <laughs> Don't I do mean, that Tommy. Don't do I, that to I, touchdown, Tommy. I vividly remember that game. Because I was stuck inside the house. <laughs> I vividly remember that game. And the Patriots would have never, they probably would have never happened. I didn't know how to think feel about, about that play, Cliff, because that was two Michigan boys. Yeah, so it was, Mich- know, it was I, Michigan I, I, on I was... Michigan crime. <laughs> <laughs> what that was. Oh, man. I just remember Charles Woodson being so mad. At he me. was livid. Oh, man. Well, at least he got his. At least, at least he got one ring. Yeah, he did. Yeah, nah, hello. That's another great player. Shout out, Sir Charles. Go blue. Pats would have never happened if it wasn't for that call, though. I stand by that. Lucky bastards. Well, the hottest takes a- here on the Fifty Good Blog Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have. They would. They would have lost that game. And then what? We don't. Then know. Brady. Brady would have came out the next year and dominated. No, no way. Come on. Drew Bledsoe would have been the starting quarterback, and then everything would have been different. Drew would have got back in there if Brady had lost that game versus the Raiders. I mean, you maybe. You never know, man. You never know. You never know, man. It's, a, it's an alternate universe. In, in, yeah. a, in a universe where the 2001 Patriots lost that game, you, you just don't know. 
You don't know. Because maybe Bledsoe gets his job back. Maybe they Brady just leaves and goes somewhere else and he plays for some other bum-ass head coach and he never becomes Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, you, you just don't know. Clips right. It's the, it's the butterfly effect. Exactly. We, we, we just we don't know. We really don't. So, well, so a phantom call. Made it wasn't phantom. An obscure rule call. Very yeah. obscure. I mean, yeah. who would so ever heard of the, the tuck rule never from 2001? I've never heard of it. Now you it have was almost like the, the Patriots. It's like the rest who, made it up on site. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's like they're they're not like okay, it's snowing out here. These dudes are gonna kill us if we don't give them this ball. So we need to make up a rule real quick. <laughs> what does it call it? Because no one had ever heard of it. But don't forget, Vinatieri still had to make the field goal. Oh, I don't want to hear about that. That was a blizzard they were playing in. Corey, no one had heard of that rule. I, you can't tell that. me that's the first time that play had happened. I, I remember had that never look on heard. Face. <laughs> Dumbfounded. Even the Patriots thought the game was over. Uh-huh. If you're keeping yeah. it at 100, I don't even understand the tuck rule even 15 years later. I, I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know when to call it. I know what it looks like. They got rid of they, it, right? Say what? Didn't they get rid of the tuck rule? I, I, see, I didn't even know that. Good luck. I think they got rid of Honestly, it two years ago. Probably rid of it and replaced it with another dumb rule. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also a league that doesn't know where the catch is. So. Yeah, the competition committee, they, they do the most. <laughs> and then do the least. <laughs> like, come on, man. All right, predictions, guys. Cliff, I, I think we already know yours, but go ahead and give us a score and uh, a little hot take. Uh, man, okay, score. I'm going to go Raiders 31, mm. Skins 27. Uh, hot take. I think Josh Doxon has 100 yards receiving on Sunday. Ooh, hey! I like that. 18. Like that. <sighs> well, you guys know where I'm going with it. I think we're going to surprise a lot of people Sunday night, man. This is the chance for us to, you know, change our name amongst the national media, the national folk. 24-21, the late field goal by Hopkins. Cliff kind of stole my hot take, but I'm going, to, I'm going to say um, defense keeps Marshawn under 100 yards, and we cause two turnovers. Mm. I mean, that, that is a formula to, to beat them. And if, that, if your prediction comes to fruition, I mean, you're going to have to force turnovers and you're going to have to bottle up to a, to a degree beast mode because you can't let them get loose. Because once he gets loose, the game's over. Get over. Yeah. Uh, my prediction, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 38, 37 Raiders in, in a shootout. I mean, I just, I know that this game on Sunday night, it's a night game. And I know that we don't really perform well in night games, especially at home. Nope. But S- Sunday night, we're actually not that bad. Yeah, no, true. We, no, he's, still, he's, right, he's right about that. Sunday night, it's we're actually not Monday that bad. night. Monday night is when we embarrass ourselves. Which we'll Sunday. get into a lot next week. Yeah. Sunday <laughs> That'll be the, the main thesis of our podcast next week. <laughs> Sunday. Sunday. We, Sunday we've, we've been okay on Sundays. Right. But I'm expecting to see a shooter. I think the offense is going to look better. But the, the problem is I just don't see the defense doing enough to slow down the Raiders as much as we need to win the game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, shootout. I think Carr and Cousins are going to have one for the ages. My hot, take, my hot take. Matter of fact, you know my hot take. Carr and Cousins both over four hundred yards. 
cooking. Okay. Okay. I was gonna say when you okay. said Carr and Cousins in it gonna have a shootout, that's a hot take right there, okay. brother. Okay. Oh, Cliff is like, all right, Paul, it's time for you to take a nap. It's not even that. Like, it's put, not the, even put that. the cognac down. I just, you know, <laughs> never. <laughs> I got, I got, I got thirty-one twenty-seven, and I don't, I, I have. This is gonna be one of those games. Obviously, it comes down to turnovers, and oh uh, man. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Just don't tell me the game is gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Well, let's tell the folks out there right now. If this game ends with a turnover, you might hear from us Sunday. <laughs> we're we're gonna do a special talk- impromptu podcast from the car on 495 at 12:30 on Monday morning early. Corey's gonna be ginned up screaming into the phone. I fucking hate Kirk. <laughs> he said, "Ginned up." I'm just saying, like that's how I when I when I say 31, I don't think it's gonna be 31 because the Raiders put up like this incredible offensive game. Uh, oh, Cliff, I, I see where you. Oh my I'm god, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Damn. So again, people, if this game ends with a turnover, look out for a Sunday night. If you hey, see if, 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 if you see two black guys in section one, <laughs> 112, row eight, and one guy's dragging the other guy out while the other guy is cussing Kirk with, with everything he has, with everything he's being, it, it's it's me and Corey. Just, just keep that in mind. Give us a shout. <laughs> there goes those 50 gun guys. They do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Hey, with that, man. That's all I got for you tonight, man. Thank you so much again for being with us. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 50gutblog and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50gut. Guys, tell me where to find you on Twitter. At younghef underscore 21. See you Sunday, Redskins Nation. Green lot. Check 50gut out. We'll be out there full effect. We're going to need everybody in full force. Hail to the Redskins. At Cliff Guaf. I will not be at that game. In fact, I think I'm going to like uh, a married people's cookout. Thing. So, <laughs> oh my god, that, like sounds, that sounds awful. <laughs> Just make sure you exit by seven thirty, Cliff. Says the married guy, Paul. Uh, <laughs> so I should know from experience. Yeah. So I mean, I've been to one, I've been to one of those in your house. <laughs> so that's what I'll be doing, and. Uh, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for us. I just, you know, I got to be honest. That's just my prediction. I'm going to be honest. Hey. Nothing but the hottest takes here, man. <laughs> hey, if, if, if we don't do anything else on this podcast, we keep it 100. 100 yeah, I'm be honest. I'm got to pick, keep it 100. <laughs> I'm not picking us. I'm not picking us just to pick us. You know? Hey. I'm the, I'm the homer, Cliff. You know that. Oh, no. Paul, Paul is the homer. No. Yeah, Paul's got to... Paul's going to take it on that role a little bit more than me. Nah, later. Paul's the homer. Listen, I'll pick us next week. Whoa. I think next week is the game we win. I think I said that during my, our season predictions. I this week. You, I will not agree with you there. <laughs> yeah. Even, you see, I'm the homer, but even I won't go there. Damn. Nah, listen. Corey thinks the Chiefs are, like, the best team in the league, so. But Arrowhead Stadium? on a Monday night for the Washington Redskins is a not a good scenario. Yeah, whatever. You know, I hear a lot of things about Arrowhead. I've never seen them play a big game at Arrowhead. Nope.
I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. All right, people. All right, peace.